John Daly, look at this, with the shorts on, throwing out the first pitch, and that was a... John Daly right there with a strike on the first pitch. Let's watch that again. Damn. Look at the cannon. Got him. First pitch in the Cardinals-Nats game in St. Louis. Daly, of course, an Arkansan. And, uh, yeah, the, the Cardinals have an enormous geographical fan base. A lot of Cardinals fans out there. It's actually more annoying than it sounds. It's not just St. Louis. It's like the entire Midwest. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast for news, narratives, gambling, takes, etc., etc. Like, rate, review, subscribe, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The NFL starts today, and we're going to get into how to bet this game, I think. Uh, Daily Fantasy, we're going to do an explainer for those of you that don't know how to play and are like a little worried or like, I'm also going to pick a lineup maybe on the air. We'll see what happens. And yeah, football, football, football. But we're going to start with chess. Chess right now is in the news more than it has ever been for something other than the Queen's Gambit show on Netflix. It's like on Fox Sports, and it's on TikTok, and Vice is reporting on it. And I'm sure the, the Wall Street Journal and New York Times are about to come out with stories. So this is what happened. And I'm going to explain this to you because it kind of matters. It's just also, it's, it was all over the internet. It was like trending globally. Magnus Carlsen, the greatest player in the world, and probably the greatest player ever, withdrew from a tournament in St. Louis, which he has never done before. He's never quit in the middle. Everyone's like, are you sick? No. Well, he was... At a tournament with this guy named Hans, Hans Niemann, who is an admitted cheater in online chess. The implication for Magnus withdrawing is that he thinks Hans was cheating again. Well, how can you cheat in over-the-board real chess? Some nerd wrote a scientific paper about how you could have a computer under your clothes that sends signals to your body in your shoe and analyzes the game for you. So theoretically, you would input the moves like with your toes, and then it would send signals to you in another way. Magnus suspected Hans was cheating, and so he bailed. Hans has then been kicked off of chess.com because Magnus is so big and powerful as a chess person, he has his own production company for playing chess. Like It's not just like book Magnus, it's like playmagnus.com or something. And chess.com needs him. For after years and years and years, Magnus only streamed and played online at this one place that had like a year-long... like. It's like a five-year deal or a three-year deal or something where he wouldn't play on chess.com and he wouldn't play on Lee Chess. These are chess online free chess platforms. Well, now he's back on chess.com for the first time in years. So immediately after withdrawing from the over-the-board tournament against Hans, chess.com bans Hans from playing online. Remember, these high-level players, like they pay their bills with Twitch and they pay their bills by winning chess games and sponsorships and shit. Well, chess.com, the biggest platform on the planet banned this guy because he and he is an admitted cheater in the past because Magnus thinks he was cheating over the board. Now, he goes on somebody's podcast or some shit and he gives an interview and he's very like passionate about all this. Now, all of the famous chess people, the highest level GMs are in lockstep here. Like Hikaru Nakamura and it appears like Anish Giri and other very famous players are like, yeah, he's a cheater. Magnus has no proof of this, that he was cheating over the board. Are we in a place now where it'll be like golf, where like they have to go to like a dressing room and like get into their clothes that were already inspected and like the change and shit? Kinda. Technology is so small now. 
Maybe. But anyway, that's what's going on. There's a cheating scandal where the best player in the world accused, like actually didn't even accuse, he just quit the tournament. He didn't lob an accusation. Anyway, it's a whole thing. I did see a TikTok where Vice was like, is this just as big a scandal in 1,500 years? No, fucking goddammit. <laughs> what? There are very famous chess players who would have been murdered in what was the Soviet Union. Bobby Fischer was a terrorist. Kind of. He's like not allowed back in the United States. No, this is not a top five chess candle. It just is the one that you found out about because Magnus is verified on Twitter. Jesus Christ. All right, let's get to football. Let's get to sports. It's my podcast. So I want to talk about chess. All right, all right, all right. It's time for sports. Uh, the Yankees played a game yesterday. Did they win it? I know that everyone's freaking out. Yeah, they did. Um, well, they won. I see. It was a day-night doubleheader. Why would we play seven-inning games when we could play 18 instead of 14? Yeah, that's real baseball. Let's waste everyone's time. In August, in, oh, it's September. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, so they win both the games. Yankees are kind of figuring it out. Joe Judge versus Shohei Otani for the MVP, which is hilarious because the Angels are garbage. The Los Angeles Angels are one of the worst teams in professional baseball, but he's so good. How are they so bad? It's so weird. Uh, the Champions League, UEFA Champions League started yesterday, had a flurry of goals to finish the day. I'm going to run through some scores that were surprising. There were a couple of them. The first one is that PSG, that's Paris Saint-Germain. It's French, for those of you. The, the French League has one good team and two teams, that, and then the league is garbage, uh, and the good team is PSG. And Juventus, or Juventus, Juve, 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 <laughs> they lost. They're very good. It's an Italian club. Um, so that score definitely surprised me if you want to talk about this. But the one that was weird, Napoli uh, in the French League kicked the shit out of Liverpool. Just beat the fuck out of them. It was 4 nothing at one point. Game finishes 4-1, and Liverpool was like, they're, Liverpool is falling off the face of the earth. They were the best club in the world from 2019 to 2021 uh, by far. They are victims of COVID. They were almost undefeated in the Premier League. They, like, they literally had a chance to be basically undefeated with only one or two draws. Um, <clears throat> once they started the league back up, they lost one or two, but they just coasted to a win. Are coasted to the league championship, and then last year they were really good. They win the they I think they they almost win the league on the last day uh, day of the year, and a really fun you know championship Sunday. But unbelievable, they got fucking crushed. Um, as far as other the reason that this is important, the reason I want to go through this, the the, the club in the world with the best league or a league that is performing better than it's ever performed is kind of how I have predicted the World Cup. And I made a lot of money on France and I made money on Croatia and England because you can kind of tell if there's a league out there with more clubs doing really well. It was the Premier League and it was, well, essentially it was the Premier League the last time, which is there's a lot of Croats, there's a lot of French people, there's a lot of English people in that league. And as a result of that, like you could tell that's who the last World Cup was. So I'm kind of paying attention to these first couple rounds of the Champions League, because if there are, you know, like there's like Scottish teams and Welsh teams that have been doing better than they ever have. And now those guys have qualified for the World Cup, at least Wales has. And so it's it's something I'm paying attention to. Anyway, okay. Done. Let's do football. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills on the road to kick off the season against your Los Angeles Rams. This is the matchup everyone's waiting to see. Josh Allen is like the upgraded hardware software version of Matthew Stafford. It's like if you could put Matthew Stafford... 
and his cockiness and his arm talent and his swag into a machine and be like, yeah, just give me like the iPhone 13 of that. It would be Josh Allen. They ha- there are stars everywhere. There are probably, there are definitely a couple of future Hall of Famers on the Rams. The Bills have guys that are not quite there, but it will eventually be there. A couple of narratives. The first narrative is that the best defensive player for the Bills is out for a little while, at least four weeks. Tredavious White, he got hurt at the end of last year. He's still coming back. He's a cornerback, which is really important because that's who guards receivers. A couple of fresh faces for the Rams. Bobby Wagner, the Hall of Fame middle linebacker uh, for the Seattle Seahawks that won all those, uh, won the Super Bowl and won all those games and division championships. He's now a Ram. He had games last year where he was the best middle linebacker in football, but he had even more games where he's one of the worst middle linebackers in football. He's getting kind of old. We shall see. Uh, Allen Robinson, the great wide receiver for the Jaguars and the Bears. He's now on the Rams. This guy has dealt with Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, and Blake Bortles. So finally, he has a quarterback. Everyone's excited for him. Okay, a couple things. The Bills are like, or excuse me, the Rams are incredibly good against the spread in week one. They also, I think Sean McVay is undefeated in week ones as a professional head coach. I think. I could be wrong. First time for everything, whatever. The reason that this is interesting is because the Bills are favored on the road against the defending Super Bowl champs. So the defending Super Bowl champs, elite in the following season in the first month. So defending Super Bowl champs in September are always incredibly good. One. Two, the Rams are awesome in week one against the spread. Three, the Rams under McVay are undefeated in the first week of the season. And four, the game is on the road. Vegas is like, whatever. NFL football is also interesting because the public has an impact. Most people don't bet on every single NBA game, so sometimes the lines are just the lines. Well, the lines and the juice, is, which is like the, what people call the payout, the juice is how much money you stand to make, um, the public can impact that in NFL football, and it really can't in other sports. Sometimes college, but not really. So everybody thinks, everybody seems to think the Bills are going to crush the Rams here, and Vegas thinks that too. Or the line is what it is so that you'll bet one way and that Vegas knows something else. This line is fucking weird if you're going to gamble on this game. It's also fucking weird in that, am I missing something? Because if this is bait to get people to bet on the Rams and it's just plus two and a half, that means Vegas thinks that the Bills are going to kill them and that they think it's actually going to be like a seven-point win for Buffalo. The lasting image that we all have of Buffalo is Josh Allen on the bench with the coin flip thing with Patrick Mahomes, 13 seconds. But before that, they also, he played a theoretically perfect game against the Patriots the week before that. Like right now, I understand that Patrick Mahomes' body of work is larger, but Josh Allen is the best football player on the planet right now. His last two games were without critique. In the Chiefs game, he made a throw that like, I could make an argument is the greatest play in the history of professional football. With two high safeties, he just threw it over them. At like 2,000 feet elevation, he just threw it over the too high free safety system. Okay, so that's where we're at with that. Matthew Stafford's got an elbow thing. Apparently, he's a full participant in practice. There may be some injuries. We're going to see Ben Skoranek, who has some of the worst drops I've ever seen in pro football. My God, that kid could have really made a name for himself last year, but he sucked. Uh, and I have that because it's a segue. I have Ben Skoranek to be an anytime touchdown scorer um, for the Rams. This is going to do the gambling preview. They're going to do DFS, and we'll get out of here in a minute or two. The DFS is really funny. Uh, it, it's, it's great, Daily Fantasy. Ben Skoranek to score a touchdown. Love that. 
Josh Allen's over-under on rushing yards is 37.5. I think that in the first couple weeks, um, we're going to see the Bills scale back how much they, they ran him. Brian Dayball was the offensive coordinator for the Bills. He's now the head coach of the Giants. I'm just trying to help you guys get ready for the season. The Bills would, every now and then, when Josh was too hyped up or wasn't quite like settled into the game, they would run like quarterback sweeps to kind of get him into the game. I think that he's a big boy now, and he's like one of the richest players to ever play football, and they're like, yeah, you're not, we're not running you anymore. And when you scramble, like you need to not get hurt. You are our entire, like the entire city's economy is based on you, so please stop it. So 37 and a half back in the day, like, yeah, man, there's Josh could go for 60. I don't think he's going to run at all. I think there will be zero designed runs. The new offensive coordinator is Ken Dorsey, college football legend from the University of Miami and just football nerd and genius. We'll see what they have, but I, I think he's going to be under rushing yards. Ben Skoronik, anytime sc- touchdown score. Matthew Stafford, there, there are two versions of the receivers he throws to. Every single team he's on, he's got a favorite guy and then he's got the rest of the team. And today, last year, the favorite guy was Cup. When he was out, it was you know whoever else was open, which the Rams struggled with. This year, because they have Allen Robinson, I think that you know Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, when he comes back, Allen Robinson are going to be better than Cooper Cup. That's just how Stafford operates. Secondly, under rushing yards for Cam Akers, it's in the 40s. Yeah, the Rams are Matthew Stafford doesn't hand the ball off. <laughs> he doesn't like those plays. So I yeah, Matthew Stafford over 270 yards. Cam Akers under rushing yards. Josh Allen under rushing yards. First-time touchdown scorer is going to be the only one I think is going to be really fun. I like the Bills' secondary tight end, Jamison Crowder. You get in the red zone. The tight end, the big lumbering tight end, is one of the best people to throw to in that kind of situation. If the Bills win the opening uh, coin toss, I love Jamison Crowder to be the first-time touchdown scorer. Okay. Um, I think the Bills are going to win. I would bet on them just to – I would bet on them to cover. Everybody loves the Bills. That and that line is weird. The other thing is that this game is in Los Angeles, and like it's going to be at least 50-50. It might be 60-40 Bills in that stadium. I mean, the Bills have—I don't know—have they? Been, I don't think they've been to LA since the stadium has been open. And like Bills fans, this whole team in LA thing is fucking stupid. Okay, daily fantasy for those of you that don't understand, there are two kinds of daily fantasy for football. I'm not going to get into other daily fantasy f- stuff. It's incredibly fun. So you put money into an account on FanDuel or DraftKings, and I think there might be some other ones. And what it is, is you just draft a team for that game or that weekend, right? And when you do that, it puts you into these tournaments. You can be either, and we can do leagues, like I can get my friends and we can do a league and you can just bet money against each other week to week and you draft every week, or you can play against the public. Um, some tournaments have like 100,000 entrants. And if you win the whole thing, you could win like a, like a million dollars. Like th- there's the, the top one this weekend is a million dollars. Or I like to do single games. And that is you just pick... Like five guys. Oh, with a budget of like, I forget the budget. Let's just say it's like $40,000 and FanDuel gives you arbitrary prices on how much it is to draft a guy. So like Josh Allen would be like $20,000. So for the rest of your positions, you have $20,000 to fill them out. So that means you can have a couple superstars and a couple scrubs. And if those guys have the most points, theoretically, compared to the other people who are also picking a lineup, then you're rewarded with money. Now, it's not first place if you ain't first or last kind of thing, if you take 75th, you can win 150 bucks. This is DFS is where you would, if you were going to be a professional sports gambler, DFS is where you would make your money because they just draw from the pool and then FanDuel takes a cut off the top. I love doing that because it, 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 uh, it gives you an investment in the game in a much more fun way than gambling, in my opinion. And also it allows you to show off how much of a nerd you are about football. Like for example, 
not in this week because it's week one, but the Rams have a running back for uh, the, from Notre Dame is a rookie, Kyron Williams. Matthew Stafford is going to love him. He's a pass protector. He's a third down check down guy. That guy is going to win some DFS games. I guarantee it. Not now. He's like check in in week 10 or so. So for this game, obviously, like, and the other part about this is fun is there's something called an MVP. And an MVP is either, depending on the league you're in, either one and a half times points or two times points. A good MVP, for example, might be uh, a tight end who would normally score 12 fantasy points. You put him in your MVP spot, he scores 20, right? Anyway, that is to say, I love DFS. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I'm going to do a whole bunch of lineups this year because it's, it's legal everywhere, unlike online sports gambling, which is hilarious. Okay. Uh, like for this for this game, for example, I love Ben Skoranek. I just think it, he's such a speedster. He only needs to get open once. The Bills don't have any corners. And Stafford could throw. He could have two catches for 75 yards, and that would be enough if nobody else drafted him. You want to have you know, one or two guys like that on your DFS lineup. Never in real life fantasy, though. Ever. Never. Never, ever, ever. All right, let's get out of here on my... I guess you do season predictions, huh? So everybody likes the Bills to win the Super Bowl. A lot of people like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I like the Packers to win the Super Bowl. Um, Their defense is filthy. I like the Eagles in the NFC Championship. My other two Final Four teams, I think, are going to be the Bills. And I think are going to be the Chiefs. So we got Eagles, Packers... Bills, Chiefs, my MVP is Josh Allen. It's his turn. Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. Rookies of the Year. I like Sam Williams from Dallas. And I like George Pickens. Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Tomorrow we have a Football Friday. Thursday Night Football. Football Friday. Back and better than ever. We did it, folks. We made it.